Today, I'm from A to Ziggy, Crystal, Japan. Welcome to From A to Ziggy, the podcast where we talk about every single David Bowie song in alphabetical order. My name is Travis. And I am Thomas. And today we're talking about Crystal Japan, another ambient David Bowie instrumental. Another Japanese-influenced David Bowie instrumental. So, unpopular opinion, and it's going to feel a little bit like obnoxious, you know, person who just doesn't get it. This kind of sounds remarkably like all the other ambient David Bowie instrumental tracks that we've covered. So I would say, based on the sample size so far, I would say most David Bowie ambient instrumental tracks sound mostly the same. Which ones have we done so far? Abdul Majid. Abdul Majid. Art um, Decay. Art Decay. A Brilliant Adventure. The, most of them seem to sound... They, they follow the same trajectory, basically, where it's just kind of like you have your droning... So, something that's droning throughout the whole song, and then little melodies kind of weaving in and out through it all, which, you know, it's, it, it is lovely and ambient. But after a little while, you're kind of like, all right, I've heard this song. And I, I will admit that maybe, maybe instrumentals that are meant to be for, like, the artsier crowd that get it more. I don't think anyone would fault you for, for having a negative opinion towards a song. I would hope this not. Is, this is Art's subjective. Safe, this is a safe place. Safe space. I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just, it doesn't engage me. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, like, it, these songs are good background. They don't really engage me as much. And I'm not anti-instrumental. I like a good instrumental track. Um, but you like a good instrumental track. I like it, you know, I like an instrumental track that's diverse. And yeah, it's, it's more engaging. I even find myself, if I'm listening to Heroes, sometimes I just listen to Side 1. Mm-hmm. I'll own that. So it did appear on a single, uh, March of 81, the last single off of Lodger. No, off of Scary Monsters. Up the Hill Backwards, Backed with Crystal Japan. Was this... So that was the UK single. Was it... It was a single in Japan, right? Is that... Up the Hill Backwards? Crystal Japan. I always understood that this was a single in Japan. What's it say? So, look at the Ryko disc version of Scary Monsters. Panic... No, Crystal Japan. Japanese single A-side. Yeah, it was a single. It was a single in Japan. It appeared in a Japanese... Advertisement. Yes. So, for those who don't know, a tradition as old as apparently time itself, sometimes people who are famous in in the States or other parts of the world will go to Japan and do commercials. And I had no idea that David Bowie would also fit into that category. Famous examples of celebrities... English-speaking celebrities who've gone over to Japan to do commercials. So the two... English-speaking actors going to do Japanese commercial Hall of Famers would be Arnold Schwarzenegger and Nick Cage. They've done so many. Really? Uh, more than I even realized. When I was reading about the song and I found out its origins, and, and I thought to myself, oh, man, like that, like that Arnold Schwarzenegger commercial. What was he advertising? I couldn't even tell. It was too bonkers. And then it turned out there's like five other commercials that he did that were equally bonkers. And were they I all for the same product or was it different products? Different products. Wow. Yeah. And Uma Thurman did a commercial in, I think it was Germany. It was some bad double entendre with, uh, she was advertising for Schweppes ginger ale. Um, Leo DiCaprio in, I can't remember what country. Um, Daniel Day-Lewis 
So yeah, this is the thing. Like when actors decide, hey, I want to make a little extra scratch, and I don't want anyone over here to see it, they'll go to other countries and just shoot these bonkers commercials. You know, pull in an easy payday and fund that new motorcycle that they were eyeballing and couldn't justify buying, so they need a little extra scratch to do that. Japanese commercials, I can think of in uh, in particular, reminds me of uh, the canned coffee commercials that David Lynch did. All right. Yeah. And. Um, and Charles Bronson appeared in a, a bunch of commercials for a deodorant or antiperspirant, where he would like beat guys up because he's Charles Bronson. Yeah. These the theme in these Japanese commercials seems to be overt masculinity. Yeah. Like with the Charles Bronson one, and then also with the David Bowie one, which you and I watched before recording. Yeah. So there's apparently two, at least two. One actually, you mentioned David Lynch. Feels like David Lynch directed it. Like, kind of feels like it's out of Twin Peaks. The one where he's like, it's the one that I had seen the first time where it's he's like shot from the shoulders up. Oh, the one, yeah, that one. And he's just kind of staring and like, you would think that it, you're just watching a still. But then like he moves just enough to make you realize that no, it's actual moving pictures. He's holding a drink. He's holding a drink with this like ambient he's wearing a white, him. He's wearing a white shirt or white yeah. suit. And he's got his hair slicked back, right? Yeah. And he's looking at the camera with a wry smile, looking very manly. Very manly. Very seductive. He raises the drink. Does he raise an eyebrow, too? I feel like I he believe raises, he raises an eyebrow. In my memory, at least, he raises an eyebrow. And, and does he say something? No. Say? Wordless. Say but, the, but the song is playing in the commercial. Yeah. That's the point. It's, it's, the song Crystal Japan is, is, showing, is playing in the commercial. The other one, he's, uh, he's sitting at a piano. He's wearing a black suit in front of a black background, I think. And, you know, he's playing the piano. He finishes the song. Is he, where, is he holding the drink in that one, too? I think the drink was sitting on the piano. Okay. And it's, so it's a drink. It's a, it's a sake or something? Yeah, like that? it's a sake. And uh, what's it called? June? I just had it. Anyway, it's a sake drink. Uh, June, June rock sake. Uh, June rock. I guess like rock, like rock and roll. Or like rock on the rocks. Yeah, like like rocky glaciers or something like that. Yeah. In the other one, we for- forgot to mention he's he's standing, he's looking much more uh, casual in the second one, in the piano one. He's got his shirt buttoned up in the first one. Shirt's buttoned all the way up, David Lynch style, right up to his neck. And he's standing in front of a flower. I think it's, we talked about this off mic. It's, it's, I, it must be a lotus, right? It looks, it's a red flower. Yeah. Are lotuses red? I don't I think know. So. I didn't, I'm no botanist. I don't know anything about flowers. Oh man, maybe someone who's really into botany is going to tell us that we're wrong on the internet. All right. Well, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So yeah, these, these, these commercials aired in Japan in 1980. We didn't get to see them over here. Instead, we just got the Tina Turner Pepsi commercial. <laughs> <laughs> right? But that was later. Yeah. Is that around the same time as the Ray Charles ones, right? It must be. The, the You Got the Right One Baby commercials. Uh-huh. Yep. It's funny that you mentioned that because I kept, every time I thought about the name Crystal Japan, I thought of Crystal Pepsi. Right here, right now. Yeah. Which is back, by the way. Yeah. The Crystal Pepsi. Crystal Pepsi I heard you can back. buy it in Brooklyn. You can buy it here. Can you? Yeah. So I was at Target in, uh, where the hell was I? Watertown. The Bo- greater Boston area. In the greater Boston area. And yeah, they had 
Crystal Pepsi in the refrigerator at the register and I thought about getting it, but I was like, I actually don't remember this being that good. I remember it being terrible. Yeah. I remember keeping a can of Crystal Pepsi around for about 10 years. Oh, man. Because I thought it would be a collector's item. <laughs> I remember looking on eBay to see how much a thing of Crystal Pepsi would run you if you wanted to get it now. Or this was a few years ago yeah. now. It was a bottle of Crystal Pepsi. And, you know, after 15 years or so, Crystal Pepsi is no longer transparent. <laughs> it is not clear. It turns this disgusting brown or oh, green. Oh, God. So don't keep that stuff around yeah. past the expiration date. I remember talking my dad into buying us Crystal Pepsi when we were kids. Like, the rule in the house was that my sister and I were only really allowed to have soda on Friday nights. It was the, it was the one night we were allowed to eat dinner in the living room. Because it's like we, we were really into watching TGIF. So we always got pizza from the same place and a soda and went home and watched TGIF. And my dad had That's bought... That's the, uh, the Miller Boyette lineup on yes. ABC. Yes, yes. Night. Full House. Full House. Matters. Perfect Strangers. My favorite was Perfect Strangers. So we had Crystal Pepsi in the house from one of those nights. And I remember tricking my dad. We were outside and being like, oh, can I, I'm going to run inside and grab a glass of water really quick. And I went and got Crystal Pepsi and said... Felt like I had gamed the system until mm. I burped. My dad was like, that was Crystal Pepsi, wasn't it? Oh. <laughs> um, the telltale burp. The telltale burp. Ah, <laughs> the sound of the hideous burp. Yeah, so that's my big Crystal Pepsi memory. But when you talked about how it changes color, it also reminded me of, this is, again, why soda is terrible and why I understand why my parents didn't want me to have it. There was this story that came out years ago where someone had complained that they had found a rat in their Mountain Dew. And the response was, that's impossible. It couldn't be a rat because a rat would have dissolved. Because all the rats dissolve. Yeah. When they put rats in their soda, all the rats dissolve. You yeah. You can't possibly find one in your can. That's where the taste of Mountain Dew comes from. It's not from. that it wouldn't fit through the bottle, no. through the hole in the bottle. It's not that that would be unsanitary. It's that the, the rat's corpse would not survive the time it took from it to get bottled and distributed. Does not survive. They deliberately put a rat in every bottle. Yeah. It's a sort of an artistic thing, like a ship in a bottle. They always yeah. put a rat in a bottle. It's like the, it's like the worm in the tequila. Um, but it gets dissolved before you see it on store shelves. Mm -hmm. That's how Mountain Dew works. Yeah. The more you know. <laughs> Crystal Japan. Crystal Japan. Now, I like this song, having been a longtime fan of popular industrial metal pop band Nine Inch Nails because on their record, uh, The Downward Spiral, life-changing record for many people of my generation, there's a song called A Warm Place, which comes right in the middle of the most intense parts of the album, drops out into this ambient, instrumental piece of music. It's got these soft synths, this warm sound, and this tinkling piano that's playing out this melody and it's one of the melodies that you hear in Crystal Japan. And I'd heard that, and I'd heard, oh, that's a David Bowie song. I think I saw it on MTV2 or something. It was, uh, it was an interview with Trent Reznor. He was saying, oh, you take a David Bowie song, and you put it underwater, and you, got, and you get a Nine Inch Nails song. Um, that's Trent Reznor trying to knock down the door and correct, <laughs> set the record straight on how he copied David Bowie. This, so this song, A Warm Place, has got the same melody as Crystal Japan. I saw another interview on MTV. David and Trent, they're being interviewed by Kennedy. Remember her? I do. I, so I, I actually follow Kennedy on Twitter 
only because I found out that she's on Twitter and I thought it'd be hilarious to follow a 90s MTV personality. And I just recently started following Kurt Loder around the time I found oh, out that Kennedy was on there. I was like, oh. yes, I'm collecting them like Pokemon. <laughs> um, though she did uh, reply to a tweet from me one time. It was uh, before they named Pope Francis and they were trying to figure out who would be Pope Benedict's uh, successor. And she made some joke about a hologram of John Paul II, a la Tupac at Coachella. And I was like, that's fantastic. JP Tupac. <laughs> and she responded to that. That was brilliant. That's so that was like one of my proud Twitter moments until I found out she's a wacky do libertarian. That's a good one. That is a good one. That doesn't that that doesn't dismiss the fact that that's a good that's a good joke. <laughs> that was a good Twitter joke, Travis. Thank you. Uh, so Trent is is talking about I think she asked him something about low and how low was an influence on the downward spiral. And uh, Trent says something about, you know, there was there was a song that, that I wrote, A Warm Place, that we put on the record, and uh, I kept thinking, you know, this, is, this melody is too good for me to have invented it myself. It sounds like something David Bowie would have put on low. It sounds like something from low, but, it's, uh, but he went back to low and listened to it and it wasn't on there. And then he was looking at the Ryko disc version of Scary Monsters that I just pulled out here, and uh, he listened to that, and here's the same melody that he had written for uh, A Warm Place. It was too late to go back, Yeah. But then he realized, oh my god, I've just copied this song. It already exists. But it's the same melody. It really is yeah. exactly the same melody. Some subtle changes to the harmonies, uh, some subtle changes to the, the melody itself, but it really is pretty much the same. Um, I always thought of it as kind of a cover. A Warm Place is sort of like a cover, a different version, a replay of Crystal Japan. If you look at whosampled.com, awesome website, by the way. That sounds like a good way to lose an afternoon. Don't know if you've looked, checked it out. Have I you have not. Whosample.com? Oh, man. So it is a, this is a, a database repository of all the songs that have sampled such and such song. It'll give you, like, examples. It'll link you to the Spotify or the YouTube of, <gasps> uh, of a particular song. It'll say where in the song the sample occurs, and it'll give you the, ver the original version and the cover version or the sampled version or the replayed version. And that's how uh, who sampled categorizes this song. A Warm Place replays Crystal Japan. God, I want to just pull up that website and sit down with the liner notes from Odelay and go crazy. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Odelay, it was recently the 20th anniversary of Odelay. It was. Let's go into a Beck tangent, because why not? This is what we do on this show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I actually, I did, I did, um, I observed. I, uh, I just, I, you know, it's not, it wasn't something that was like consciously on my brain, but it was one of those like, thank you social media for existing for this purpose. I didn't have enough time to listen to the full album because we had somewhere to be. So I basically just like, while I was getting ready to go, was on YouTube watching all the music videos. And it was, yeah, I love that album. It's a very important album in my life. Another life-changing album for yes. people like you and me from a certain generation. There was very recently a, another celebration. It was a, uh, a, a radio live mix of all the songs that are sampled on Odalay. So oh. if you want to do some research on that, there's a great um, mix. The Solid Steel Radio Show, June 24th, 2016, Money Shot and Chiba did this great like hour long or hour and a half long tribute to Odalay. They, they replay you know, bits and pieces of all the songs that are sampled on Odalay, reconstruct it, put it back together, take it apart. It's really fun. That does sound great. Yeah. Um, 
How do we get on Beck? Odelay. Uh, samples. Samples. Samples and sampling. Sample.com. Check out that website. Yeah. They have an app too. And uh, Nine Inch Nails. A warm place. Kind of replays Crystal Japan. So I came into this song having heard A Warm Place first, having been a big Nine Inch Nails fan and kind of discovering David Bowie tangential to that. And I thought this song was pretty good, you know, ambient, you know, not the kind of thing I was into as a 17-year-old kid. Right. But it had some of the same elements in there, and it was nice to sort of get a different perspective on it. It's much less moody and much more playful and happy than the Nine Inch Nails song. I think if it had come to me earlier, I would have been more excited. I did find myself liking it a little bit more in the context of the commercial because it really does feel like I'm watching Twin Peaks. For 15 seconds, it's like Twin Peaks. Yeah. So I kind of enjoyed that. But yeah, after having covered a few of the other instrumentals and having that moment of realization that I really love the Berlin trilogy and kind of listening to Heroes and listening to Low and then, you know, on side B being like, eh... Getting bored after a little while. I'll be yeah. honest, I get bored after a little while because you just, you got burnt out on hearing the same kind of basic song structure. Which again, goes back to my being kind of a hypocrite about music because I love reggae and that's super repetitive, but... But it's got a different beat to it, a different yeah. vibe to it. It's, it's a different style. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Reggae is a different style from ambient... <laughs> ambient synth pop. <laughs> But if you had come to it earlier, uh, it might have, you know, struck deeper. Yeah. Maybe. From what I remember, I think I, it's easy, it's more easily digestible than, like, Abdul Majid. It's a little bit lighter. Yeah, it's definitely not like the industrial metal of uh, All Saints. That was the other one. Yeah. I kind of dug All Saints because, yeah, yeah, it was, like, metal, basically. Um, Anything else about Crystal Japan? I should probably wrap up. Yeah. Ratings. Covered. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if this song had come to me earlier, it would feel less like it just kind of blends with a lot of the other stuff. Again, maybe it's me not being as sophisticated enough as a listener. I don't know. I'm willing to accept it if it is. But I would give this song um, two and a half glasses of sake. I'm right there with you. I, yeah, I was thinking two or three. I can't decide. And you know, just to make the, uh, the mathematics of averaging those out, a little easier. I'm gonna go with two and a half glasses of sake. Finish your mind, because you don't have to drive. Uh, we've we've covered uh, Crystal Japan. You know that kind of reminds me of uh, the song Chingling, where they have the she had the crystal girl that she was talking to mm. up in the air. Where can we go? Where can we go with that? Well, she was she was she kissed the bluebird's honey tongue, right? Bluebird. Uh, what do you call a baby bluebird? Just a, like a chick, I guess. Not, it's not like ducks where they have, you have ducklings or swans where you have... Goslings, yeah. Gooses where you have goslings. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. So, uh, or swans where you have uh, cygnets. Uh, if you had like a bunch of baby swans together, I guess that'd be a cygnet committee. Why do I say that at all? And what what oh, God, that is the that stuff of, that's the stuff of nightmares by the way a, a committee of a, a group si- of, it, yeah oh god a group of swans yeah those swans things are, are vicious swans are terrifying do not go near yeah you don't want to get in the middle of a signet committee speaking of which <laughs> we're going to get right in the middle of a signet committee next time on from a to ziggy until then you can follow us on facebook and on twitter from a to ziggy 
podcast at fromadeaziggy.com if you have a longer form rant or rave you want to share with us. If you want to share a rave, why not go to iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play and leave a rating and a review? Uh, that'll really help us get some more exposure. And until, uh, until next time, my name's Thomas. My name's Travis. Cheers. Clink. Say it's true. They got a-